Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the random topic podcast where we take a topic and, as the title says, cast views. I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we will be your hosts for the next however long we can. And we're, we're under orders, try to keep this under an hour, so we'll see. But inevitably, like, it'll be 90 minutes. <laughs> I'll be heavy on the cutting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right, to be fair. Again, like it's the end of the new year, so I feel like that Blue Monday phase has been over because everybody's been paid for the first time, haven't they? Because it's now... Oh, that was great last week. It's the 1st of Feb, so everybody's finally got money again. <laughs> Which it's is always amazing. We're in February already. New Year's was last week to me. Yeah, yeah, genuinely, it's crazy. And I feel like as well, we're already sitting there, and the only discussions that I'm having with people, just a general chit chat, is like, can't wait for this weather to be over in April. Can't wait for this weather to be over in April. I was like, guys, still a couple of months away, but then thinking about how quick January has flown by and the fact that Feb's only 28 days, we've got to be there really quickly. So it's only a matter of time before pub gardens are open and people actually smile at each other yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know everybody says it all the time, but seriously, this January has literally flown by. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, my week been a bit mixed. So, Stevenage, unfortunately, went out of the FA Cup. We're still there for the title charge, so keep going, Stevenage. <laughs> Maybe next year we should uh, follow Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. If we could get Ryan Reynolds on. Can we just say how utterly disappointed I was that Sheffield United stole a draw from Wrexham in the 95th minute? of that game against them in the FA Cup. It was so funny seeing Ryan Reynolds' reactions throughout the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it is hilarious. And also, he was being interviewed before the game. And you know what? He's just so brilliant because it makes you realise Guy could have probably done stand-up, could have done so many things as well because of how good he is just with a microphone in his hand because they were talking. They were like, this is the magic of the FA Cup. And he says, and he was like, you know what? He said, as much as whatever anybody says, he said, there is a tiny, 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 small, tiny chance that Sheffield United might win today. <laughs> I thought to myself, so he is just brilliant. Like the timing and everything is great. I was like, I'd love to have him on the BBC. You, if, if you're interviewing him because of football on the BBC, you just want to have him on as much as possible. He's one of the celebrities you can never know, obviously, a celebrity, what they're like, but he's one who genuinely seems like you could have a laugh with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you met him in the street and turned around and said, Ryan, if you've got 10 minutes, would you like to go for a drink? I feel like he'd say yes. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham play them next and if, if they get through. So, well, yeah. That's the, I, I'm Ryan, hoping. if you're listening, get some <laughs> tickets to that one. But yeah, so that was obviously Stevenage going out with Sab. But good news was I went to a pub quiz for the first time in ages last night and won a bottle of wine. We came joint top. So No way. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, there's, there's a lot of random general knowledge facts in my head. Well, I guess we pick up a lot of general knowledge facts from this as well, really. When we're sitting here looking about doing some reading for an episode, all of a sudden, you're like, you know, somebody asks us a question on what the world record is for the number of darts fired using farts yeah. at, at balloons. We're like, yes, know that one. It's funny when, when I'm having a conversation or work, like there was one about um, influencers today. And I said, yeah. And in fact, they make it all about them, like they're standing on beaches. I'm sure I read once that there was a like a fire somewhere and they were sitting on the beach advertising their sportswear and uh yeah when there was one about lottery i was saying oh yeah i, I know the fact that it was the biggest non-claim prize was around this area <laughs> so. <laughs> so i think that was a highlight yeah winning a bottle of wine oh and just to say he's becoming a regular feature on this i just want to say hi to peter pete again because he, he's giving us rain he said even though you forgot to, almost forgot to promote us at the end of last week's episode he did leave us five stars on uh on spotify <laughs> this week so cheers Petey pete oh and that was the other good thing my cousin was over from italy last week luca so yes I, a... I was actually wondering when you were going to get to the shout out point because we realized that we needed to do it so hello luca from italy <laughs> ciao luca he says he, he listens to us but he doesn't necessarily understand us because we go on too fast and i don't think a lot of people get what we say anyway yeah this is probably true yeah you know what in reality this is the problem even to english speakers we're still talking shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Peter, Pete and Luca, uh, shout outs this week. Right, I think with that, we should probably think about getting on with the episode, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay, all right. So before we do, let's hear from some friends. And today it is some real favourites of ours, Sugar Coated Murder. Hey, Ann Barner. Hey, Karen Beatty. We need a promo. You know, like where we talk about what we do on our podcast. On our Sugar Coated Murder podcast? Like how we love to bake and talk about murder? That's what we need to talk about. There you go. I think we've talked about it. Y'all find us 
on all your favorite listening apps. Stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. And we're back. So, this week's episode, we had quite a bit of fun talking about the tabloid headlines last week, didn't we? So. we yeah, I actually thought it was really, really good. I mean, obviously, it started off with the ridiculous. We got a little bit more serious through the mid midway point. And then I think this is kind of spawned as an idea off the back of the end of our conversation um, in, 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 the, uh, in the last episode. But yeah, I'm actually quite excited for this because I, as soon as you said it, all of a sudden, all of these memories came flooding back to me of all of these stupid things. And I was just like, yes, this will be a brilliant episode. <laughs> and yeah, last week's very much felt like a funny serious funny episode well or as serious as we we normally get yeah 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 yeah. it's a funny serious funny sandwich um so anyway the the episode this week we kind of discussed about potentially talking about features that you'd find in a paper didn't we or or print media generally what do you want to start with i tell you what what have you brought to the table so we discussed obviously last time so i think this is like all things that are related to my childhood and things that i remember reading you raised one, but I'm going to let you have that one if you remember. And should, I'm going to come... start with that one. I'll tell you what, yeah, should we start with that? All right. The one that I bleeped out, so of the last episode, just because I wanted to try beeping out words, actually. So, because it'll come <laughs> in handy with you in some episodes, I think, <laughs> was photo stories. Now, <laughs> they were all the rage in like teen magazines, but then even like the Agony Aunt letters, which we'll probably come on to after, like the problem page letters. Yeah. You would get some, sometimes they would pick one and make it a photo story. So obviously it is what it says on the tin, but if, if somebody doesn't know, it would be like a, if it was a magazine, it would be like a two or three page story. But if it was a problem page, it would be like an eight photo picture depicting the problem. And it's usually, it usually ended up with a woman in her underwear. Doing yeah. That. Like, <laughs> that, that's always what it ended <laughs> or it'll be like of a, a, a couple having an affair. So it'll end, the last frame would be a couple in bed with a man or woman walking through the door with the two people in bed pulling the sheet over them, looking horrified. <laughs> it would probably feature a woman or man with their hands up by their head, screaming, over overly screaming to make it look like they're angry, to show they're angry. Do, do you know what I mean? It was that cliched... And do you know what it was? It's like, do you know, like really crappy stock images that you see online? <laughs> it was just made of the really shitty stock images. So it's literally just somebody in like this really crap um, studio, evidently, having these stock images or what appeared to be stock images taken of them. But again, like you say, it would always depict an affair or someone cheating. And if I remember rightly, though, wasn't there like story ones where they did go over the course of a period of time? So they would be in like multiple editions of the paper. So I think I remember from The Sun, The Sun used to have like multiple editions of that, if I remember rightly. You know, I, I don't know that. They, they more than likely did. I do remember, obviously, though, like I said, teen magazines when I were a teen anyway, there would be stories. It would be like five or six page stories. And that was obviously because it was aimed at teens. It would be more like the cool kids and the bullies and like the the cool kid or the bully would have like a big leather jacket with, you know, <laughs> like a load of hair product in their hair with their hair swept to one side, you know, <laughs> it kind of looked like that. I mean, it makes sense why you would have them. But like you said, look, even at the time, they just looked so stilted, didn't they? Like the yeah. people in them looked really awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it is just hilarious though, because again, like they just all followed the same structure and I do wonder like if anybody do you know like with these photo shoots for instance I do wonder if they were like actually told exactly what this would be used for so like did they have contracts (laughs) to turn around and be in photo stories for a magazine or were they just being told that they got taken like stock images taken off them there must be people around if anybody's turned around and been in a picture photo story I'd love to know how that went and how that works like how much how how long you got paid to do it like did you have to go back for multiple rounds how many pictures did they take that they didn't use and how did you make yourself look so angry in the shouty one? Yeah. <laughs> like, did they tell you the actual story or did they tell you something else? So like, where is somebody being cheated on? Is that like they've turned around and, and said, oh, you actually, you're accidentally being caught in bed by a friend as opposed to your partner who you're cheating on. I wonder if they've told people different stories to get, depending on the reaction that they need to get out of them as well. Um, Can you imagine like the model is there saying, right, okay, so I'm coming home and my partner's in bed with another woman. I've got to be angry. And, and they're saying, 
look, you're only getting 50 quid for this and we've only got half hour. Just look angry, all right? Just start shouting. <laughs> and do you think it was the same people? Did you think they'd end up to another photo shoot? Oh, yeah, we're going to end up in bed together looking embarrassed, aren't we? <laughs> for me, I think you hit the nail on the head that what stands out for me on that. Oh, and they would have text or speech bubbles, wouldn't they? That's, yeah, that's yeah. So you'd read along with say, yeah. yeah, Yeah, you'd yeah. read along with the story. Yeah, it's that they did look really stilted. They looked awkward. And yeah, it would be the overly angry person. The person, oh, the other one would be sitting down with their, their head in their hands, you know, their their arms on their, their legs and their head in their hands looking really sad. And it was the classic, either a woman in a underwear in, in bed or, the, yeah, the man and a woman in bed sort of pulling up the cover to, because somebody's walked in on them having an affair. And it's like... How many times could that story be told? And also, sorry, just give him back now. That's it. I've got it. So in the sun, I think Dear Deirdre is obviously one of the big ones. It was called Dear Deirdre's Photo Casebook. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, so was that like a special in-depth? Yeah. So, and then, and then now I've got some examples. <laughs> this is so, so funny. Oh, my God. So there's just pictures here. And you know what? The pictures are now even worse than I remember them being. So, yeah, there used to be like series of them. So there's this one, which is like over the course of five days. Look, Bridget wonders why Lee is keeping their relationship a secret. Deirdre's photo casebook. And it's like it's like <laughs> a woman and a man in a pub. And I don't know where this image has been taken. Why don't we go back to your place for a change, Lee? It's always at my little flat. And then Lee responds, I've told you, my place is too untidy. I never take people there. Come on, let's go. And then it goes to them in the car. I just get fed up that I don't know any of your friends. You never take me home. And and then Lee interrupts, Bridget, don't start. We've had this conversation over and over. I like things the way they are. <laughs> and then it's them in bed. And then you've got a speech bubble, which makes it look like looks like a thought because that's how they distinguished them. Do you know, like the <laughs> yes, curled ones? It, yeah. Instead of the straight edged bubble, it was a bubble. Yeah, it's yeah instead of a straight bubble, it was like a, 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 an actual bubbly bubble. Like and a then cloud. Yeah. yeah, and it's got, Lee trying, it's got Lee trying to be intimate with, uh, with, with his partner. After a year together, I still feel like a secret. But every time I complain, Lee shuts me down. And then... <laughs> Maybe Lee has a very messy home, but given that you have met none of his friends or family, he may how well have a wife and children back there. Your relationship cannot be making you feel good when it's tucked into a secret corner of his life. Tell Lee that it's either all of this secrecy ends or you're over. (laughs) I mean, that's a bit of a jump to assume he's got a wife and kid. I mean, Lee might just be, you know, shy. Yeah, he might just have like a collection of plushies. Or something that he doesn't want you to find out about just yet. And then, oh my god, this is brilliant. Because what I remember, they used to do like spoofs, if I remember rightly. So like, they put like particular characters who were in the media in these photo case books. Oh, or right. like, yeah. like sometimes occasionally like superimpose them in. Okay. And I think that was a little bit more controversial. <laughs> Here we go. So apparently Nigel Farage had a case book. He actually had a case book that he did and he responded oh, to. Okay. So. Nigel Farage's photo case book was all about this. Look, hi, John. Liberal elites are trying to stop Brexit, and it's a front <laughs> to our democracy. They should be strung up from the lampposts, the person on the phone responds. This can't happen. It's our patriotic duty to stop this treachery. And it goes on and on. It's fucking utterly crazy. I just want to say that casting views are available for audiobooks, if anyone's listening to that. You know, we're, we're... <laughs> We are available for the reading of audiobooks. Yeah, just uh, email us at castingviewspod at gmail.com. <laughs> Here we go. It goes on to say, Mum just called. The establishment are trying to block Brexit. What? This newspaper poll says 99% of Brits want out now. And then Nigel Farage is actually the one responding, being like, you and your mum and that other woman are correct. It is your patriotic duty to march on the Supreme Court. <laughs> you, you and your mum and that other woman. God. Sorry, so the, yeah, so this was like a parody as if Nigel Farage was responding to a photo casebook. So what they've oh, done okay, is they've used the okay. same images from yeah. like the, the affair ones, but they've just managed to make it look like right. they're talking about Brexit, right. which I think is fucking hilarious. Maybe oh maybe we should do a casting views photo story. <laughs> it could be the thought process behind our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think photo stories and photo shoots I think definitely are a feature I think they're of their time I I mean I'm amazed if they still do them now well I actually think that they do I I think that the Suns still do them now if I remember rightly I just don't see the point of it 
I just don't see the point of it now. Yeah, I think it used to work better when people were buying newspapers only by virtue of the fact that people used to keep up with the story. Whereas now, if you're looking at media online, maybe it's there's no real need space. for you to click through it. Maybe, yeah. maybe they just needed to fill space in the paper. Do you know what I mean? So they, they genuinely, that, but... some of that's genuinely some of that's actually what it felt like. I'll, I'll go to the next one because I feel like this kind of links, and I've already said it now. But dear Deirdre. Yeah, Agony Aunts. Agony Aunts, yeah. 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 So I feel like Dear Deirdre was always the biggest one because if you think about an Agony Aunt, that's the name that pops into my head. And again, it's yeah. likely because Deirdre, if that even is her real name, uh, wrote in the most circulated newspaper at the time. I don't know if it still is. I think we probably talked about it last episode, but The yeah. Sun. Um, and that's what I think her article we know, was most famous Do we know for. if she was a real person? I wonder if she was a real person. I don't know. They always had this picture of this like um, lady who looked maybe about 60 with like that bobbed kind of haircut. Well, that's what I was going to say. If it's still going, I think it's a sham because Deirdre was there when I was a kid. So yeah, yeah. she'd have to be like 120 on that basis now. <laughs> oh my God. Was it like a wrestler or something where like somebody, like the wrestler had, uh, was always in disguise, but they were played by like seven different people over the course of their Possibly. Like, career. Possibly, was it, oh, yeah. oh my God, what was the clown character called in WWE? Doink the Clown was played by like seven people over the course of like 50 years. I reckon that's what it is. Dear Deirdre is just the character. It's a little bit like James Bond. James Bond is played by different yes. people, <laughs> right? Over the course of... Because it's, Deirdre it's, it's, is Deirdre Deirdre James isn't Bond. a person. Dear Deirdre is the role. And people fill the title. role of yeah, Deirdre. Yeah, it's the title. Yeah, it's the title. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so I clicked through just a couple of the funniest like headlines from Dear Deirdre. So obviously for people that don't know, Agony Aunts and Dear Deirdre... Well, basically pages and you could write in to talk about like your own kind of relationship issues. They would keep them anonymous and then ultimately... They would generally would... boil down to sex or infidelity, right? Yeah, sex or infidelity, That's basically. It was. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty much exclusively that. Yeah. Um, so obviously people would write in with all of their stories. And I feel like to a level, there must have been a, a like a point at which people thought they were just like, how ridiculous could I write in to make it seem like I've got an actual problem, but I just want to get on the Dear Deirdre section. Well, I did wonder if the letters were faked. Yeah, I reckon a lot of them are. And as we'll see when we start to read down this, okay, <laughs> um, okay. this will be why. So I've got a few of them. So Burning Hatred is the name of the, is the title of the, the segment. Wife set fire to my sports kit. She doesn't like me being a football coach. Feels a bit excessive. <laughs> the man in question justified coaching four nights a week by saying his wife cost him a fortune in sports clothing <laughs> because she was burning all of his gear. Right. I reckon um, that's because he was actually probably having an affair. That's where I thought you were going to say that went. He's probably having an affair. Just like Lee, poor Lee, in, in the <laughs> earlier story, was accused of having a wife and kids. He just wants to coach football. He's not having yeah. an affair. Leave him alone. He's coaching like bloody like 12-year-olds at school, right? And then she's turning around and setting fire to his fucking trainers when he comes home. <laughs> um, maybe she should have gone with him. I, I had sex with my sister and now we're having a full-on relationship. Jeez. Um, and yeah, and that's what it was. Like, for some reason, like, incest seemed to be a problem. I've fallen in love with my aunt. She's 37 and I'm a 21-year-old guy. I know it's wrong, but I fancied her since I was 17. My sister's caught on to the fact I like her because she says I go red when she visits us. And then Deirdre's responded, this relationship would definitely be a no-go because it's classed as incest in the eyes of the law. Build up your social life so that you realise there's lots of lovely women out there. <laughs> And the advice is the literally the advice is literally please go outside and get a fucking life. <laughs> if you need Deirdre to tell you not to have an affair with your aunt, yeah, there's there's something's been missing there, isn't it? But yeah, and again, some of them get so like ridiculous, and I don't know if these are like because number one, why would you even if it was an agony aunt page, why would you write when your circumstances are so specific? So I'm cheating on my diabetic husband, who's also an amputee with a lovely man, but I feel so guilty. So explain yeah. to me, like, no offence, how many people are in that situation, right? Because I don't know what the statistic is for amputees, but you're narrowing it down quite heavily, aren't you? Now, all of a sudden, imagine you're, for you to know who Dear Deirdre is, you must buy this newspaper. Imagine if your partner, who is said yeah. man in question, decides to read the Agony Aunt page, and he's like, that's why my fucking wife's out four nights a week. Just as he's starting to take his insulin injection. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You know the scene in the film where they start working it out, he's probably dropped a plate on the floor and it's going in slow motion as it hits the floor and it, all these images are flashing up in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God. 
I mean, actually, what I did was when I was having a look at this. So, do you know, right, though, that advice columns have been around since 1691. No way. So, dear Deirdre wasn't the first. And, I mean, if you think that's bad, they were even worse back in the day. Advice columns have been around since 1691. There was a periodical called the Athenian Mercury. But what they did, they ran the letters or the, the dilemmas past a panel of moral experts. They said the sympathetic agnion is a modern invention. What they're saying is in the golden age of the problem page, what they were actually trying to do was ensure they were laying out the morals of the yeah. of the land, if you know what I mean. And But basically, it was about, well, let's say this. In 18, 1859, a new bride who wrote to the weekly magazine about a row with her husband, which erupted because she was too busy writing poetry to have his dinner on the table, is told... Your first duty is now to your husband, and a man's heart lives very near his stomach. If correspondents put a foot wrong, their letters might be answered with a hectoring rant or dismissed with withering put-downs. You, you risk being branded naive, beyond help, or at worst immoral. So as now, it's all sympathetic and trying to help the best. Back then, they just put you in your place, it seemed. <laughs> in 1895, a girl who asked in Girls' Own Paper asked if it was acceptable to go boating with a young man she'd like to know better. The response was, it surprises us to find that a girl sufficiently educated to write and spell well should be so deplorably ignorant of the common rules of society to think that she may go out alone with a young man in his canoe. And furthermore, one whom she only knows slightly. That was the response. <laughs> this is like Shakespearean put-downs. So it, it really was a case of writing in with a real problem to be told, Put up and shut up almost effectively. <laughs> At least now it is about trying to answer a specific dilemma, right? With a little bit of assistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were, yeah, like proper, like I said, like they were like 16th century is the way they sounded put. <laughs> oh, here you go. I've got one more story. This is it. Yeah. Um, in 1929, to a woman who boasted that she had managed to persuade her husband to do the washing up in 1929. One agony aunt replied, I have difficulty replying civilly because you, who is so proud of her conduct, ought to be ashamed of it. You are an imposter of the worst kind. In my opinion, there are plenty of criminals who are serving sentences who are not half so wicked. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, that's just outrageous, isn't it? You, you deserve to be executed. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what she's saying. So, and isn't it funny how it shows how things have changed over the time from that? To incest, basically, and, yeah. and and affairs. Although it, it is true, they would have only ever picked on ones that in like included sex or like relationships or whatever it might be. Because even this one, which is like loosely related, they could have used any other circumstance. My girlfriend insists on having her dog in the bedroom, and he sniffs around us when we have sex. It's a big problem. I'm 32 and she's 30. We've been dating a year. I can cope with her dog being in the bedroom at night, but not when we have sex. Her dog sits watching or keeps sniffing around us. My girlfriend isn't phased by it. I love her dearly, but her dog is becoming a big problem. Like in and of itself, like that didn't need to be about sex whatsoever. And then Deirdre's like, dogs need rules, boundaries, and limitations, even about where they sleep. Being in your bedroom's not a good idea. You and your girlfriend need to establish your priorities and get the dogs to obedience classes. And again, they've just used sex as like the pin line for this story. It's bloody hilarious. To be fair to, to, be fair to her though, she didn't bring up the sex in the response. So Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, rate that, rate that. But, but this is what I was going to say, and I've totally remembered my point now. Do we think that problem pages and agony aunts are voyeuristic? thing and which is why a lot of them are about sex or taboos or things like that because there's a little bit of voyeurism and oh you know is that what really happens kind of thing yeah i think as well you need to like sneak to the inner depths of the newspaper don't you so i guess if you're like you you, you have to know where to find it to know where it is if that makes sense and so as a result i feel like it's not something that like do you know we talked about like the issues with page three and like kids just turning the front page and they're being a picture of boobs on the front of the newspaper um, with Deirdre where they talk about all of these things they are a little bit in the more darker depths of the newspapers and I feel like that's because there's probably an acknowledgement that they are talking about stuff which is a little bit like yeah this is probably a little bit grim but a little bit like the darker side of people I guess as well um, so yeah I think you're probably right yeah and again we should state that these things whilst I don't think anything we're saying anything here is necessarily against the moral you know law of the land as such but these are in papers that kids could buy again right yeah do you think the, the agony on is probably 
I'm surprised they're still going is what I'm saying, because you can put your, your, your problem out on Twitter and get a response. You you probably get a hundred awful responses, but there's social media there exists now. Yeah. It? And even if you wanted to do it like, like anonymously, you could do it on Reddit if you wanted and ask literally hundreds yeah. of thousands of people in a thread. Like you could like in, in reality on Reddit, there's probably a thread that's just like relationship problems. This is the circumstance. And then you could just ask a hundred thousand people randomly there as well. So I feel like agony ants again, if they still exist in the capacity that they did, uh, are probably just at now at a point where they're so ridiculous that they're just trying to draw a couple of clicks here and there. Could you imagine how frustrating it must have been waiting? So you've sent in your letter and you're buying the paper every day. Is my story in it? No. Is my letter in it? No. Is it in the note about four months later? It's like, yes, finally. My wife's left me, but my letter's in here, finally. <laughs> yeah, they should. I wonder if there was ever like an, a correction page on the Dear Deirdre's where people would send in updates. And it's just like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, listen to your advice. Divorced yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Don't leave this hanging. You need to confront it straight away. Four months later, I've read it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we should try, if they still do Agony Aunts, maybe we should try and write a ridiculous story that would get us on the in, in an Agony Aunt page and then we can claim it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, oh, what, you mean, sorry, write a letter to... Yeah, or... yeah, write one in and see if we can get featured in. But as in, like, obviously, it's just a completely bullshit story. Oh, you're writing that down. You're making that happen, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I write to Agony Aunt. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, my wife caught me with a lasagna up my ass. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I was a chef at a hotel when two London football clubs were playing. <laughs> oh, actually, going back to that episode, the sporting scandal today, as we're recording, Tom Brady is is retired, and they're saying it's quite a surprise based on the timing with Super Bowl, etc. I'm wondering. Could it have been us bringing the scandal back? I, you know, I don't want to yeah. say it was, but... Yeah, maybe sorry, all Tom. of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, all of those memories came flooding back and Tom Brady couldn't handle it. It's being reported <laughs> to him that a, a little podcast has turned around and talked about all of the scandals that he's been involved in. And, and that's Sorry, it Tom, him. but you could be our sporting correspondent, if, if, if so, get in touch with us. Yeah, um, maybe if we wanted somebody to do like half an hour sports segments to turn around and cater to our American audience, we could get Tom Brady in to come and do it. It's going to be a long way from his $6 million a month or whatever he was on. <laughs> I want to move on to the next one, but because it, it was something I literally just thought, thought about five minutes before we started. So I haven't thought it through fully. You did used to get like personal ads and even like sex lines in the back of papers. <laughs> yes, you're right. Oh my God. And, yeah. You and are, that, yeah. Oh, how, how quickly you said yes. And you remembered then. The, the well, like, recognition. When I was a kid, I was on pay as you go. So I could never ring any of these things, but I was always curious. Maybe now that I've got adult money, I should just turn around and bite <laughs> the bullet. <laughs> but this is, this is what I was saying earlier about having kids being able to buy the paper. You did used to get lines like i'm not i'm not mistaken right you did used to get like a couple of pages of like six lines being advertised one firstly that's wrong but two i wonder how much how many catastrophically high phone bills were caused back in the day because of them yeah and like i said with the access that we had to like children being able to get a hold of newspapers i wonder how many kids rang numbers in the back of papers from like their like their parents landlines um, yeah, again, a very strange thing. Like, I would never expect that. Like, it, it's just a weird thing, isn't it? Like, when we think about how ridiculous papers were in terms of like the variety of things that they had yeah. in them, and you yeah. know, when you just talked about like voyeurism, when we look at it, literally, when you look at again something like the Sun from the front page to the back page, it was all scandalous. Whether it was a story that was scandalous or the, the when we look at it now, just the newspaper itself being scandalous and having these things and features in it. Like, it was just 100 pages or whatever it might have been of just, like, the most degrading, like, journalism or features that you could possibly imagine. Yeah, my God. My God. And again, I think it's important to say that not every paper featured these. So The Sun was probably the worst or one of the, the well, the worst for having these kind of features. But I think we're just highlighting some of the most bizarre things that, you, like you just said, the, the breadth of different odd things you could have in one 60 page tabloid paper yeah yeah it, it is actually okay. crazy yeah i, ju um, I just wanted to oh, go on oh sorry oh no no i was gonna because i've got the thought into my head as well and i've actually had to write it down now just to make sure i didn't forget about it 
I don't know if we can mention this, but it's a feature that was in the London paper. So, you know, like you pick up a paper, one of the free ones, that section where it's like you've spotted someone that you fancy on the tube. Yes, yes. So, Odd. like, there was... Yeah, so was it in the was it in the Metro or the Evening Standard? I can't remember because I've I don't think I I work in London now, but I don't think that I've read it before. But maybe I just don't get to that part of the newspaper because as soon as the serious news stops, I just stop reading it. But I think it was the Metro, and it'd be a thing being like, oh, on the Victoria Line at seven o two in the morning on Monday, if you were wearing, wearing blue boots, top, yeah. With, yeah, red <laughs> coat, this, this, I think you're so beautiful. Please contact me through the news. And like, you could actually contact the newspaper and I think they would put you in touch with the person that had written into them, if I remember rightly. Well, if that person was reading it, yeah, you would both write in, I think, yeah. and they would put you in touch. Now, and I've seen that on Twitter a couple of times recently as well. No people way. People do a similar thing. Now, People will look at that and say, oh, it's romantic, trying to find true love. Or can you look at it and say, hold on, there's something wrong about that. Yeah, I mean... Do you see what I'm saying? There's something a bit uncomfortable about that. I, but, I, but I don't know if it's uncomfortable from the perspective, because actually, now that you've said it, I see people do it on TikTok. Do you know where they've been like, oh, I spotted this person at a concert, See, please find their app. And I'm like, if you were literally stood three foot from them, why didn't you just say hello? That's all, that's all you need to do is say hello. If they turn around to you and say, fuck off, you know exactly where you are, right? Because if they aren't going to say hello to you in real life, they certainly aren't going to ring in and write to a fucking newspaper to turn around and get in contact with you, are they? So this is the thing. I feel like, why are we... Like... Do, you're not going to speak to them because you didn't when you were two exactly. away from the message. Exactly. And I just think to myself, I'm like, so hang on a minute. I'm like, all of this is pointless anyway. I think it's just an excuse of people saying, oh, well, I saw this person. Oh, I was on the tube blog enough to say hello. So I turned around and wrote into the newspaper because then at least I've done my bit. Like, then they don't feel guilty yeah. that they've lost out on an opportunity, do they? That's genuinely actually what it, it is. It feels odd. It feels odd. But yeah, it's also a weird thing because that's what the comments are when you see this on TikTok or something. It's like, well, if you're asking for what they're at is now, why the fuck did you not walk up to them in real life? Just a pointless feature. Um, you know what? Now, next time I'm uh, in the office, I'm going to turn around and buy a newspaper and see if, sorry, pick up a newspaper and see if it's um, still in there. <laughs> and you say you see it on TikTok. It's not a similar thing, but I did see a funny one the other day. It was either an American football match or a baseball match. And it was a guy in the, the crowd taking a picture of a woman who'd pulled out a jacket potato out of her pocket and was eating jacket potato. And he was trying to show me saying, oh, my God, look at that. Someone's pulled out a jacket potato out of their pocket. And then under it, the woman has responded. She goes, I saw you taking a picture of me. And she taken a picture back. And she goes, but my team won. And I had a hot meal during the game, whereas you just <laughs> lost my gold. And I thought, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Okay, so what was that? Sorry, that was, oh, yes, finding lost love on a tube where you could have said hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Again, pointless feature, pointless, pointless feature. But again, people are going to do it nowadays. And you know what? It just it just opens such a wider discussion of like, why are we just so afraid to talk to other people? Because like you sat on a tube and sometimes if you smile at someone, like they look genuinely shocked that you've smiled at them, right? Don't they? Like genuinely. And it's just like, well, what, why is there such a stigma that people need to write to each other through fucking newspapers? Like, I'll never forget. And this is going to sound so ridiculous because now I'm going off on a bit of a tangent. Here we go. There was a guy that got on the tube once. I was go So I'm going to work. He got on the tube and this guy must have been like maybe 40 to 45 years old. And he had on one of the best suits I think I've ever seen in my life. Like fit him to a T as well. He oh, yeah. looked yeah. outstanding. He got on the tube and I turned around and I was like, that is a lovely suit. He said, thank you. <laughs> and he looked genuinely shocked that like some randomer had complimented him. And I just thought to myself, I was like, on, people don't expect this to happen in real life, do they? And he's probably just walked around thinking that he looks good now all because someone's yeah. told him like, well, that's all it he's took. He's probably got that seconds. interview he went to. He's probably going to yeah, be exactly. really yeah, good. Too- and all because a stranger on a tube gave yeah. him a compliment. Exactly. Excellent. And that's the thing. You know, I turned around. I was like, no, you know what? Right. It's like, again, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I went to buy like a, I can't remember what, do you know, they've got Argos's in Sainsbury's now. Now I'm just talking about, I'm trying to pick myself up for being a nice person. There was a person at the Argos counter, right? And this guy was so really useful and helpful to the person in front of me. Like no trouble at all. And do you know, I ordered from the, the thing. I turned around and immediately realized that I'd ordered the wrong thing. And so I said, I was like, I'm so sorry, but can I literally just exchange this for this? He was like, no trouble at all. This, this, that. Got me sorted straight away. Super easy. And as I walked off, I was like, I just want you to know, you've got a really great customer service demeanor about you. He was like, wow, thanks. I was like, now again, he sat at work being like, oh my God, I'm doing a good job. 
and that's all it takes. <laughs> I've always done that, especially if you get good customer service. But I think now, find since COVID, customer service has gone downhill for some reason. Yeah. So I find it now, it's almost more of a standout. So we've done a couple of things recently, um, you know, sort of having to call banks up, etc. And a couple have been like, it's just almost above and beyond, like where we're having to wait to try log into something. They say, no, no, it's all good. You take your time, you do it. You know, we're, we're here. And, and they were just having a general conversation. And it's like, I think it's because now the examples of absolutely stellar customer service are far rarer than they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But sorry, just go back to the point that you raised. The only time I could see it potentially being a thing you'd want to do is imagine if you've been on a flight together or on a train journey and you've lost a number. At least use that example. Do, do you know? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you've lost a number because you haven't had the, the phone's not charged or whatever, I can I can agree with that because you have agreed to try keeping contact, but you've lost contact details. Yeah, but the other one just seems just a little bit weird and a little bit like limp, doesn't it? It's just like why? Well, why have you resorted to this? <laughs> just be brave. Be brave. I've got something that I'm sure you're going to have horoscopes. <laughs> it's just it's so. You know what? I'm sure there's I've a period. I've never got where, them. Oh my god! I just there was a period at school where again, not to to pick particular people but there was obviously a bit of a trend with them with teenage girls when i was at school in, in horoscopes but yeah i've never understood them and i've certainly never understood adults that read horoscopes because i was born on a certain day at a certain time a certain year that dictates my whole future you it's a little me. bit like fortune cookie logic isn't it like i wouldn't open a fortune cookie and immediately think that that was going to come true so why would i think that just because yeah i was born at 364 on the 17th of June that all of a sudden I'm you know I do think is it that people try to make it happen because they believe it it, that's what it's going to be so they go out the way like imagine if they say you're gonna find love in a but will somebody go to a bar then to try to find a partner or it's the wishy-washy ones like you will have good luck or possibly bad luck or you might not have any kind of luck at all today (laughs) (laughs) okay you've answered you've never really been into um into horoscopes then no no not personally not something i would ever ever listen listen to but again all of these junk articles are all on the same page of the newspaper weren't they (laughs) well i found one i don't know if it's true it was going around as being one from a paper in 1979 this this was famous and it got famous because it was so angry so I'm going to pick a couple. What's your star sign? Without, you know, you don't have to give your date of birth away, but you know what your star sign is. I think it would be best not to reveal. Let's just say I'm Cancer, for instance. All right, <laughs> Cancer. You are sympathetic and understanding of other people's problems, which makes you a sucker. You are always putting things off. That is why you will always be on welfare and won't be worth it. And then it's blanked out. <laughs> Everybody in prison is a Cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's have a look at. If you're Libra, let's say if you're Libra, you are the artistic type and have a difficult time with reality. If you are male, you are nil. Most Libra women are, then it's blanked out. All Libras die of venereal disease. (laughs) What the fuck? And let's just pick one more. Let's have a look. Pisces, you have a vivid imagination and often think you are followed by the FBI or CIA. You have no influence on your friends and people resent you for flaunting your power. You lack confidence and are generally a, and then it's blanked out. So that's a kind of horoscope that maybe is, you know, someone's had a really bad day. Yeah. And they said, I'm letting them have it. Apparently, sorry, according to this, Virgos are good bus drivers and pimps. What kind of fucking horoscope did you find? If you're Leo, you, I think you get, Leos get the worst of it. You consider yourself a born leader. Most Leos are bullies. You are vain and can't tolerate honest criticism. Your arrogance is disgusting. Leo people are thieving a mother blanks and spend most of their time kissing mirrors. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think we could well, throw horoscopes into... Uh... <laughs> regular features which i've never really got either yeah I, I horoscopes to me have always been this like weird thing and again but it's strange how many people do like click with them it's like there's that real like trend at the minute isn't it with like different types of rocks have you seen this no. like, and this is the kind of same thing it falls into do you know like people like do you know like different types of stones like you've got amethysts or like do you know oh, those, yeah, what, yeah. yeah all of that sort of shit like people buy them because they're like oh yeah well this stone has particular healing properties and this stone will make me rich and this stone will do this and i'm like 
I understand. Yeah, okay, fair enough. If you're like going by some like ancient proverb somewhere or whatever, but this is just as much bullshit as the fucking horoscopes are, because otherwise I would have been stockpiling. I guess it boils down to if we're going to get serious about it, do you believe your life is dictated to you, or do you believe like there's fate and destiny, or do you believe you make your own thing in life? Do you know what I mean? That it's yeah. So sorry, this thing about the rocks. So where where is that? Is that not that's not in the paper? Is that just a no? No, this thing? is. But this is just like the same line of thinking because people will like look at horoscopes and genuinely be like astounded and be like, oh my god, this is what's in store for me this month and this is what's in store for me this week. And it's literally exactly the same line of thinking as this weird rock trend that's going on now. <laughs> and I don't know if it's been. I, I've seen it online, but never in like newspapers or reported on like me like in media sites like that. But yeah, about like what rocks are good for your healing and what rocks are good for this. And if I remember rightly, wasn't there something, was the horoscopes um, section in like papers like the sun, did they not also have like a character with a crystal ball that went with them? You're thinking Mystic Meg. Oh, Mystic Meg. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, There was another one. There was, for a long time, there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I want to say something like Justin something, but there was was a exam. (laughs) It was a man for a long time, but then I think Mystic Meg did it for a while. And then she was like, trying to tell you what the lottery numbers were going to be, I think, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say about... Oh, because oh, you, you have to get people when they when something happens to them or, or, or they do something, they say, oh, well, I am a Libra. Oh, I am a Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, isn't it? It's like they honestly believe their character is because... So, so, so they put themselves into a, <laughs> a character type because of their horoscopes. I'm sorry, but... Can I just interject? I saw one of the funniest parodies on Twitter I've ever seen of exactly what you just said. I'm so glad you reminded me of it. It's just like, yeah, I met this girl and went dating with this girl. She like scraped her wheels against the curb and was like, oops, I'm such an asparagus. (laughs) (laughs) And You know what? When people say that, whenever I do something stupid, that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm like, oops, I'm such a shallot. (laughs) I I mean, an asparagus driving is likely to curb the car. I mean... (laughs) You totally throw me with that. That's brilliant. I'm I'm an asparagus. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> okay, what else have you got? Because that was it um, for my listed one. I had one other that did come to mind, but let's hear if you've got... So, do you ever remember, like, the cartoon... We talked about photo books a little bit. Do you ever remember the cartoon stories that they used to run over, like, a period of four weeks? Yeah, there was, like, a page of them, wasn't there? Yeah. Strips. Oh, and there was one on the back page. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there was, actually, yeah. <laughs> So I think one of the most famous ones we talked about, and you actually did raise this when we were doing like our bleeping session in the last episode, not wanting to give away what this was about. It was called Striker. Do you ever remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The football one. Yeah. And I I remember, right, that this cartoon honestly went on for ages. Like I literally followed this cartoon character's career from like academy level out to like the professional leagues. And that's what it was. It was literally every week was like another 12 boxes or whatever it might have been about him either scoring or having a shit game or like his personal problems with money or whatever it might be. It was absolutely hilarious. And do you know what? I think of all of the things, the photo case books were funny. But Striker was something I genuinely used to always keep up with. If I remember right, didn't it go like 3D, like computer graphics at some point? It did, yeah, yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, do you know that early generation of like CBBC yeah. cartoon that tried to use new tech. That's kind of the way Like a um, catchphrase graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's that. a brilliant way to put it. Yeah, it was genuinely catchphrase graphics, yeah. It was so, so funny. But genuinely, yeah, you followed this person's story. And it was weird, wasn't it? Because it was like a comic book, basically, but spread yeah. over the course of like one, like a year. Yeah, yeah, like a year. Though, yeah, honestly, spread over like, so you'd get literally like six hours worth of this person's life in one one newspaper and that would be it. Um, it was yeah, only they were like, quite good. Striker initially, I think, was on the back page and it was like only like four panels, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, even yeah, it wasn't. Page. Yeah, no, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. At all. Each each paper did do that. Like, I'm sure one paper had like Garfield as as one of its thing. Another one, yeah. I'm sure, did Dilbert's. Do you remember Dilbert's? Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. business ones. Yeah, I think cartoons or comics in newspapers, which is a weird thing, isn't it? Because are you doing that for the adults? Which, OK, but certain things like. Garfield or you know weren't necessarily possibly adult aim so if you're doing it for kids you're knowing then that kids are buying it 
in a paper where you've got page three topless woman on page three and you've got sex <laughs> ads at the uh, at the back of the paper but you're doing cartoons uh. for kids <laughs> yeah doesn't feel right to me if i remember rightly did some of the like some of them used to be a little bit rudy like some newspapers or am i making I think that some up did yeah no you're right i think there were some and it would they were like the um do you know like those newspaper like the car, the comic book cuttings from like the seventies? Do you know where like they had nude women like with dead like yeah. cartoon boobs out and stuff like that? I remember a newspaper. I can't remember which one it was that used to do stuff like that as well. You can tell what stuck with me. Evidently, what pages I used to go to <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I picked up a yeah. newspaper when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wearing a time. It's going to be seamless when this goes out, but our listeners aren't going to know that we've just had to stop recording for fifteen minutes because of an internet outage. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I'm going to turn around and rag on them yet again, Virgin Media aren't particularly brilliant, if I'm being perfectly honest. So if BT or um, any other internet providers do want to reach out to Casting Views to provide us with seamless <laughs> high-speed internet, do let us know. Um, we'd be happy to plug you with each episode. However, you're doing a wonderful job hotspotting your phone. Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, it, this so that's is actually this... marvellous. And do you, know what, do you know what the messed up thing is, right? Is I've actually got a Virgin contract. So how is it, right, that I can hotspot my Virgin contract better at my home then Virgin can provide me wired internet into the house. That makes no sense to me. I don't get it. It's actually a lot better than, yes. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> sterling job by you and another episode for technology, I think. <laughs> um, one thing, so I don't think we're going to get to the point now of talking about our views on it. So maybe we might do it in the future. But one thing I want to talk, and it's not, it's not actually about papers. The thing I always used to love about print me or, or like the magazines of old was, the freebies used to get with it and especially like computer game magazines you would get a cassette tape with a game or demo yeah. or you would get an amiga disc full of games or demos or even playstation and xbox you would get demo discs on playstation magazines right yeah yeah i remember i remember having the world rally championship demo and i never bought the game i just played the demo loads um... yeah. <laughs> i remember getting a sensible soccer demo on the amiga and me and your dad just playing that over and, over. and it would end <laughs> after the first goal was scored but we would just keep restarting it restarting first goal wins just, my god yeah just don't get like really freebies for for adults anymore i mean i'm sure kids magazine comics and stuff still have that but yeah like you used to get music magazines like the enemy and melody maker yeah um, you would get albums on there or, or like mixtapes of them of albums that were coming out and you just don't get things like that now because everything i guess is available demos you download directly on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is the thing, isn't it? And it's weird because now everything's digital. Yeah, like what, there's no bonus of being able to pack a disc on the front and people walking past it and being curious as to what it is because now demos are just standard things that, again, yeah, like you say, you just download and that's that. And also, because I bought a magazine recently, I was going on a flight and I thought, I'll buy a magazine and I'll buy like a movie one. And they're like six or seven quid now magazines as well. I'm sure they used to be yeah. three quid, two ninety nine, three quid. Uh, like <laughs> a push. Like the magazines that were at seven pounds are like the ones where it's like, oh, buy 700 copies and you'll build a fucking one sixteenth model of yeah. Queen Anne's Revenge or something like that, wouldn't it? It'd be like the DeLorean, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should do an episode on part work magazines. I think that's brilliant because <laughs> I remember stitching your dad up with one of those as well when you were little buying like the first one and you know what Do you know what the most corrupt thing is is they're actually all still in the loft like like there's really? like 300 copies in the loft that ended up being unopened because it never put it together and also like, what do, do you it. do if, oh my god yeah maybe we should we should see what we've got and see if we can actually build it but also like what did you do if you used to miss an episode by like thing so obviously they were on um subscription weren't they but then you yeah. could just walk in and buy them what happened if you just accidentally did miss one thing did you have to then order it separately like how did that yeah, you'd work you'd have to order it probably at a tenner postage as well yeah yeah i would yeah. imagine so um but yeah <laughs> okay so freebies on magazines and stuff and also cheaper magazines back in the day um is there anything else you want to talk about feature wise <laughs> no nothing nothing for me i think i've got everything <laughs> We'll come back to it now, but what is, just very quickly, rather than going into it, we'll do it in another episode. And forget books, like printed media books, I think, will always have a place. Yeah. Do you still buy papers or a magazine here or there? Do you? Never, never. I I, I pick a free one up um, on the way home from work, but literally only by virtue of I just want to see what's been going on today. Because obviously it's like updated. It's like the news up until like three o'clock that afternoon, isn't it? Like the evening standard because it's released and printed late. 
Um, but yeah, I only get one of them just to have a scan of what's going on and what's 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 important in the world. But only again because it's useful. Like they've got maybe like eight, nine really decent stories in there about stuff that's important. But I never go past. You know, like the halfway mark in the newspapers where you get to the real shit. And it's like either all yeah. adverts. But yeah. as soon as you open that middle page spread, all of a sudden you're in like the celeb gossip shit or you're in the bit where it's just like adverts or whatever it might be or the, the sex lines. I skip straight from that bit to the back page and then I'll read like the back two pages of the sport and then that'll be it. That's that's newspaper. It's, it's mostly like when you buy papers, especially at the weekend, you open them and about a hundred leaflets fall out of it. Yeah, it's it? also you know, the worst ad- Advertising one. books. I guess I don't anymore. I used to love, you know, obviously as when I was younger, I used to love magazines. So, you know, comics and then sports magazines like football magazines and gaming magazines. And then it was the music ones. But I think I said in last week's episode, since COVID, especially didn't even bother because I was only ever buying it for a physical TV guide. And now you just don't need them. But there are still so many printed. Yeah, there is. WH Smith or whatever and still see it. But. So there is an audience and, you know, if if it's putting people in jobs, fair play. I don't even know what a newspaper costs nowadays. I think, well, what, a copy of The Telegraph is like, what, two quid, £2.50 or something, I think, isn't it? It's gone up. Because, again, I like if I ever have like a, if I, news, with newspapers that you need to pay for, now I just have subscriptions online. So I don't buy actual physical prints. I don't know whether yeah. it's more cost effective to buy a print. I would imagine not. But some newspapers got have, have got a little bit more pricey for for ultimately like a daily like purchase, I guess. Let's have a look. And the Daily Express cost eighty p per weekday in January twenty twenty two, and is now valued at one pound twenty. So yeah, you're looking anything between one twenty five to one seventy five, I guess, for the tabloids. And yeah, like I said, maybe broadsheets are probably maybe in the upper like one pound early two pounds aren't they so oh telegraph has increased its price by 30p per day to two pound 80 and by 50p to three pound 50 for its saturday edition so i can I mean, tell you now that day is ridiculous isn't two pound eight is expensive paper. although like i said they are one of the big legitimate newspapers so if you want good journalism you're gonna have to pay for it in reality isn't it I know, but go online. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. So like I said, again, where it's cheaper, evidently now I know that my subscription is much cheaper than buying the physical copies of the paper. Because by the time you're reading that paper, that news could be anything up to 36 hours old as well. Yeah, yeah, it's true, actually. Technically, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. That, that's that's my view of it. Not that I, I begrudge paying them that money. Yeah, do it online. Anyway, I think we need to start wrapping up there. Anything you want to say before we go? No, nothing finalised from me. Oh, one thing I always remember as well. Do you ever remember discount vouchers in the paper that you used to cut out? Oh, like coupons collect, yeah, collect things for X amount of weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was like X yeah. amount of weeks, collect this many. And they get like a five pound off at Tesco or whatever. Yeah, it'd be like, or, or do you remember, I can't remember, papers used to do like holiday deals, didn't they? So like yeah, Butlins yeah. or something. It's like Butlins yeah, for yeah. 29 per person if you collect 175,000 yeah. vouchers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were also quite quite funny. Again, they were all just stuffed in the dead middle of the newspaper though. So you had to go hunting for them if you really cared. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good shout, actually. That's a good shout, all right? So... Okay, well, we'll probably start wrapping up there. If you've got any stories or any memories of papers or, or anything, or freebies, if you remember the freebies, let, let me know what you got. You can contact us at Casting Views on Twitter or castingviewspod at gmail.com. If you've got any suggestions for episodes, you can get us at the same contact details. Lou, anything you want to say before you say bye? No, no, nothing, nothing further from me. <laughs> All right, and if you are if you are enjoying our episodes, please consider leaving a five star rating or review where you can. And we'll see you next week. And we know there are a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need